This Facts and O'Brien podcast is brought to you by Gary Thomas and the Wealth Technology Group in Westfield. Where it's not what you make, it's what you keep. Rock 102 Springfield's Clash of Rock. It's 534 in the Who and Rock 102. And uh, today, with a high of about uh, 74, and then tomorrow, even better, uh, sunshine with a high of, uh, let me check and make sure I got this right. Uh, today will be a high of 71, tomorrow a high of 74, and no rain. No rain. Well, that's good. Yes, it is. Although, we probably could use the rain. I'm yeah, feeling like there's a red flag warning there's somewhere. Not, there's no flags. There's no red. Uh, and this, by the way, is going to last right through the first weekend of uh, Oktoberfest. Uh, speaking of Oktoberfest, we'll have a four-pack of tickets to give away a little bit later on this morning. It's going to be every Friday and Saturday throughout the month of October. Give you all the details about that. We also have a pair of tickets to the Monster Mash Green Park in McRae's Farm in South Hadley. Those we'll give away a bit later, later today, too. By the way, are we supposed to be calling it Rocktober? No. No. Are we we're off a, that? We're, we're off of that. There's no... Uh, I'm also seeing a lot less breast awareness. There's all I've forgotten all about breasts. Oh, I haven't forgotten. Yeah. Just not talking about it. Yeah. Keeping it to myself. Probably just as well. It's 535 with Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. Save yourself 30% on all things in the Pioneer Valley. Rock, it's 549 and David Bowie on Rock 102. Couple of uh, nice days today and tomorrow. Mix of sun and clouds. Today are going up to 71. Tomorrow up to 74. Actually, it's going to stay nice, uh, presumably, through the weekend. It is 66 right now in downtown Springfield. Hey, what do you say we hop right into some Hollywood trash with Steve and Megan Rock 102? Hey, uh, didn't I just say to you guys yesterday, what's Gwyneth Paltrow up to and nobody had an answer? I thought that was Sunday. Yeah, I, I think, think that was every day for the last five years. Anyway, the latest product to come from Gwyneth Paltrow and her Goop team is a female supplement called DTF. And yes, it does indeed stand for down to F. Um, Down to oh. French toast? Yes, down mm. to French toast. The supplement is meant to boost a woman's sexual desire, arousal, and mood. How big is that pill? It's like the size, like the size of, a of a like a hubcap, jet. like a cage ball. Yeah. The, uh, Gwyneth said in a press release, quote, We're not ashamed to say we wanted to help shifting our sex drive into gear every day. Uh, stress and anxiety, hormonal fluctuations, and fatigue can all impact female libido and sexual health. It's not just about sex. It's about supporting our pursuit of more pleasure and more often. And yes, we chose the name DTF. In other words, it doesn't work. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But it's uh, it's, uh, like a placebo. A placebo. A placebo domingo. Yeah, I was going to say, I believe he was one of the three tenors. He was was the other guy. I loved him. Uh, DTF is in a capsule form. It has to be taken twice daily for at least two months. Two months? And don't worry, it's vegan, gluten, and hormone-free. Oh, thank God. A 30-day supply is $55. Two months? But hey, at least it's not another $75 candle that smells like her lady parts. I'd rather have that. Would you? Really? Wait I don't know. I don't smell know. It. I don't know about that. Megan Trainer and her husband Daryl Sabara have side-by-side toilets because sometimes they have to pee at the same time when they wake up with their baby. But she admits that they've gone number two together twice. Yeah, you know that's that's really my time when I gotta go. I, I need I need I need total privacy. Yeah, you see now until you said that they'd gone uh, number two together, mm-hmm. I was thinking the two toilets are a waste. It's just a matter of aim. 
Right. I mean, she can use it for her number one, and he can uh, do the, uh, you know, the clown's mouth uh, with the water pistol Yeah, thing. but it's uh, it requires a lot more aim than most men have. Oh, I know. I know. It's, you're going to... Uh, you gotta, you gotta really have control. That's all. Yeah, I'm not sure there's any control in that household. No, it doesn't sound like two it. people go to the bathroom together at the same time. I don't even know how that's like romantic. Oh, I don't think they're doing it for romance. I think they're doing it for convenience. Do you have? Does that uh, change any Title Five issues in the house? <laughs> I believe you have to get a uh, four-bedroom septic versus a two-bedroom septic. I say, I mean, Hello. you know. Side by side toilets could really put a crimp on that t- on that whole tank. Got a lot more effect on the Title II uh, rules. Charlie Sheen no longer has to pay Denise Richards child support for their daughters, seventeen-year-old Sammy and sixteen-year-old Lola. <gasps> finally, use that money for coke again. But he may have used some shady tactics to get his way on that. A so-called insider claims that Charlie kept pushing back the court date, uh, then wouldn't tell her when it was. Until well, they reached an age. Yeah, when they finally ca- when it finally came up, Denise was working out of state and couldn't have been there anyway. Supposedly, Charlie maneuvered that on purpose. The insider also claims that Charlie hasn't paid child support in four years, so he owes her all that money anyway. I was going to say, I would think it would be retroactive regardless of the ages. Or as Charlie would call it, winning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think he's winning right now. Not right now. Yeah. I mean, he'll have to he'll have to pay what he owes, but anything beyond that, he should be in the clear. Yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis is here to speak the truth about today's beauty trends. She said the current trend of fillers and procedures and this obsession with filtering are wiping out generations of beauty. Yeah, well, I think she's done a pretty good job of that herself. Once you mess with your face, you can't get it back. Have you seen the trailers for this? um, I think it's like a Friday. Was she in the Friday the 13th? Halloween. Halloween. Halloween? Yeah. Yeah. This new one? Yeah. Whoa. Yumma humma. Well. Fright night. She's aging. She certainly is. She's 62 years. She's your age. I know. She looks but like, I didn't look that good at 20 as she did. Well, what I'm saying is I think she's aged appropriately for her age. True. But what I'm saying is, is that the women who in their 20s were these knockout gorgeous actresses getting jobs playing the roles of knockout gorgeous characters. Right. That when they age and they're no longer knockout gorgeous, yeesh. For a 62-year-old woman, she looks terrific. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think she looks pretty good. Mm. Well, I, I'm talking I'm talking one moment in that trailer. Um, I mean, I, I haven't seen her, you know, outside of that trailer in a while. Well, she I mean. She should be in a trailer. Yeah, they, there could be makeup to make her look a little bit older and tired. Might I hope yeah, so. But, uh, you know, listen, she's got a substantial body of work uh, as an author, actress. Uh, I say uh, kudos to her for not going down the road of, you know, constantly getting one procedure after another yeah. to constantly hold on to this languishing youth. And that and that's her point is the don't get the Botox. Don't get all that stuff. It's going to make your face look like crap. Eventually, just, just eat that yogurt that makes you poop. You know, you can tell those people that have the Botox treatments. Of course, you can. With the cheeks and the lips, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, yeah. uh, no, 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 no. You it might like- look okay after the first or the second, you know, in the first six months to a year, but then as they accumulate both the procedures and the years. Uh, yeah, then they begin to look more and more like a marionette. Yeah, if you have n- <laughs> not a single wrinkle on that forehead, there's something wrong with you. That, You're doing something wrong. 
The marionette was probably the best uh, <laughs> reference. Reference, yeah. I, I, yeah, I could they do. They, with. they look like uh, they look like dummies. Yeah, like you, like you got uh, like you got some. Inf- you're a clown with an infection. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a bad infection. The Jonas Brothers started selling artisanal popcorn. Is it artisanal? Uh, I believe so. Or, or, no, you think about the think you're thinking about the well, like an artesian well. Artisanal would mean it's a it's like. Craft popcorn. Maybe well, it is in a well, though. It's that fancy popcorn. It's actually a secret recipe that they're uh, that the dad of their former bass player would make. Joe said, "Quote: It's so tasty and flavorful, so we thought we should be on everyone's shelf at home." Wait a minute. The dad of our bass player used to make this stuff. Yeah. And now we are, and we're tacking our name on it, and we're selling it, and selling it, yeah. and not giving him any of the proceeds. That's right. Well, no. did they wait a minute? Did they say they're not giving the guy that proceeds? Yeah, they no, didn't they, say that, but it's come implied. On. Yeah, yeah, come on. I don't know yeah. if it's implied or not. They're it's, the Jonas Brothers. You can buy a four pack of this popcorn for twenty dollars. Oh my God! Just head over to eatrobs.com. Yeah, huh? Who's Rob? That's what I'd like to know about it. <laughs> That's your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. The com slash radio. Hiring for an open job shouldn't morph into a full-time job. Indeed is the smart hiring platform that delivers four times more hires than all other sites combined, according to Talent Nest. Post a job and hire ASAP. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I realize that there is a substantial number of you people who happen to be fans of the New York Yankees. And as such, I certainly wouldn't want to be the one to shove my unbridled glee into your sad and dejected faces after last night's glorious Red Sox victory. Because really, that would be insensitive to you, the seemingly misguided New England resident who, for whatever reason, is desperately holding on to the incomprehensible adoration of the New York Yankees. I don't particularly understand it, but I don't really have to. Just know that today is not the day for me to take a position that alienates any of you people. Sure, the Red Sox were able to advance into the divisional series by clobbering the Yankees with the final score of 6-2. Yes, they were able to knock off Garrett Cole around for two sloppy innings that included three earned runs thanks to a couple of dingers from Xander Bogarts and Kyle Schwarber. Yes, this is the third straight time the Red Sox have beaten the Yankees in the postseason, sending them home saddened and dejected into a long and unsatisfying offseason that burns and smolders with envy and resentment for the next four and a half months. I mean, I could sit here and remind everybody of all the times that the shoe was on the other foot, and it was us who had to endure that sort of painful heartache. But what good would any of that do, especially since the Red Sox have an exciting five-game series to prepare for with Tampa? No, I won't bring any of those things up. I'll just simply sit here and gloat in silence. I'll be mindful to use my inside voice when it comes to my boundless enthusiasm of what just happened. Because, you see, I'm empathetic enough to know that many of you Yankee fans do not really want to hear me spouting my joy and excitement. And so, I have chosen to temper my emotions by simply making the following statement. And that is this. Perhaps there is next season. Or maybe the season after that. Ah, oh, hell, it's been 12 years since your last World Series championship. What's one or two more years going to hurt? I mean, really, am I right? Of course I am. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You know, if I were going to paint the garage 
or the bedroom. I need some help. I talked to Tina at the paint studio at the Island Pond Rockies. Tina has been helping weekend painters like you and me for 20 years. She's a veritable professor of paint, the potentate of mixing paint. Good people paint people like Dina and the rock solid service you'll always find in every Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm Bax. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 611 and ZZ Top on Rock 102. A couple of days of uh, clouds and sun today going up to 71, tomorrow up to 74. Right now it is 54 in downtown Springfield. Uh, we will have Oktoberfest tickets to give away at the uh, the Student Prince in the Fort. Oktoberfest begins sat, uh, Friday and Saturday and continues through every weekend throughout the month of October. So a four-pack is on the way later on today. Giddy up. Um, you know, since COVID began, since the lockdown and, you know, working from home for 15 months, I've, I've found my, uh, my interests kind of bouncing back and forth for different things to different things. Okay. In, uh, in the past month, I've, uh, I've been into this all things Britney where I, uh, I, I searched the internet day after day, hour after hour, finding all of the news I can uh, about Britney Spears' uh, fight against her conservatorship. Is that actually true, or are you just doing that as a way of setting up this conversation? Because I find it very hard to imagine. I don't know. So uh, at, at this court hearing last Wednesday in L.A., when the decision was made to end the conservatorship, um, there were no phones visible during the proceeding in the courtroom. Uh, no attempts in real time to communicate with others outside the courtroom and violators would be swiftly ejected. These were rules that were set by the superior court judge. And yet just minutes after the judgment, uh, after the clerk finished the roll call snippets of news seemingly from inside the courtroom began trickling out on this uh, Britney Spears Twitter account. And for the next hour, that Twitter feed became a source of real-time information mm -hmm. during a pivotal hearing tracked by mystified media outlets unable to talk to their own reporters inside the courtroom. Crazy, huh? It, it's amazingly crazy, and this is how they did it. There's a group out there, and I, I thought about it joining it, but, uh, you know, it's in L.A., and I can't really get there until maybe next month. But uh, the Brittany Law Army was a group of people, and uh, five of them committed to enjoying uh, seeing Britney Spears enjoy her freedom, plotted their own Judicial Ocean's Eleven, a well-orchestrated buddy system that allowed them to get information out of the courtroom as quickly as possible. Here's what they did. So they go to the courthouse on Wednesday morning at nope. 7.30 in the morning. Right. They're looking to get five of the 11 seats that are allotted to the public on a first-come, first-served basis. There's another 54 seats in the courtroom that are reserved for members of the media. Um, and at, at 7.30 is when they got there. At 11, they were given red raffle tickets and insured spots in the courtroom when the hearing began at 1.30. Members of the public were told to turn off their phones in front of the deputies and put them inside of those uh, ba bags <clears throat> that, that kill signals until they left, then they could open the bag. Well, each of these five members of the Brittany Law Army were taking copious notes during this hearing. 
And the plan was, and I don't know how they managed to figure out the timeline of how this was going to work, but every 15 minutes, one of those members, one of those five members of that Brittany army would leave the courtroom, get their phone, go outside, get on Twitter, and write the notes. Every 15 minutes, another (laughs) member of this group did that. Right. Uh, They said the one hiccup they had was they were in the worst spot in the courtroom, in a a far right corner, not anywhere near the aisle, you know, so that they could get out. So they had to climb over a bunch of people to get out. Kind of, you know, pardon me, excuse me, excuse me, pardon me, pardon me, excuse me. You know, the way Bugs did at at the opera. Sure. Except he wasn't climbing on someone's head, you know, you know, pushing their shoulders or anything like that. No, probably not. Um, some of them couldn't even see the judge, um, but it didn't matter. The doors closed to the courtroom, and the plan went into action. Now, here, here's what I mean, though. There's five of them, and every 15 minutes they're leaving. So after an hour, there's only one left, the only one left in the room. But they must have known that the hearing was only going to last for an hour because at that point, the judge announced her ruling that the conservatorship was going to be effective, uh, was going to be stopped immediately. When all of the reporters in the room tried to leave, the judge stopped them all (laughs) saying, nobody leaves until I announce a recess, which I will do shortly. And shortly she did. And that last member of the army was able to get out there and put that decision, the final decision on Twitter. Now, what you didn't say in this is that all five of these members of the Britney Spears army, Mm. they're all young attorneys themselves. So they kind of know how these procedures work. They kind of understand. Well, that wasn't in my story. Yeah, well, it is in the New York Times. Uh, they're they're all lawyers, but young, like thirty and younger. I mean, right. they're they're either in law school or they're out of law school, but they're on their way to becoming attorneys, mm. and so they kind of know the ins and outs of these kinds of procedural things. So it makes sense that they would leave at the right time, and one person would be left behind until it was either continued or there was a. a you know, a decision made. Uh-huh. Very, very smooth group of people here. It's cool. Yeah, very, very cool. Very, very Ocean's Eleven, like they said. Yeah. You know, you get a group of people that are working in concert with each other, and, uh, and See, you but, get the information out. But this is what separates, say, like, smart attorneys mm-hmm. from dumb media types. Oh, sure. So the dumb, Well, this and a lot of other things. I forgot what movie it is. There's some uh, There's some movie where a big news story happens, and then you see all these... Old reporters in their pork pie hats, you know, run over to the to the phone booth all at the same time, and they knock the whole bank of phone booths over. Cartoon? No, I it, wasn't was... a, it wasn't. A, I'm trying to remember what what movie because it was. I was just seeing the same thing when I was seeing uh, Bugs. Yeah, you know, walking himself through the. Oh, pardon me, excuse me, excuse me, pardon me, pardon me, excuse me. Uh, and then and then I'm seeing the cartoon also. Where, yeah, all the reporters go running to this bank of pay phones, which are not against the wall for some reason. <laughs> it may have been a it may have even been a three stooges short <laughs> yeah. for all I know. Yeah. But you know, that's you know, that's how they react. Remember, you know, the OJ uh, you know, decision. I mean, obviously that was you know, pre Twitter. Pre Twitter, but they did televise the entire thing. But yeah. you know, every other aspect of that of that uh, trial was reporters running out of the 
out of the courtroom. Yeah. It's same same thing here. At least these guys knew well enough, you know, if we space this out right, mm-hmm. it will draw no attention because people have to leave courtrooms all the time. I'm actually kind of surprised that the judge or the clerk or someone uh, with the court system wasn't monitoring Twitter and and seeing that real-time information was being put up there during the hearing and go, all right, who's, uh, you know, and then you just don't let anybody leave the courtroom. They would let le- people left the courtroom, but you just couldn't come back in. Yeah. So that's what was happening. These five people were getting up and leaving, making no attempt to return. Well, the court may not even have, may have thought if we have everybody's phone. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, there's no way they could do. We don't have to monitor it because how would they possibly do it? Yeah. Well, there you go. You just been outsmarted oh. by a bunch of young lawyers. The, the movie was Airplane. That's what uh, <laughs> that's what somebody just <laughs> just pointed out to me. That's it. <laughs> All go running out into the bank of phone, uh, pay phones, and, and, and it falls over. Knock them over. Yeah, and they go with it. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, yeah, this was. I thought this was kind of cool when I read this the other day. You know, it is kind of cool. But when you when you consider, you know, the passion of some of these, you know, free Britney people, mm, like uh, myself. Yes, mm. just like yourself. When you consider how you know they're down in the courtrooms every every day protesting to yep. get to get you know her father you know, away from this conservatorship to dissolve the conservatorship and let her, you know, live her own life. You know, it takes a lot of commitment to be out there every single day with a with a sign and protesting in, in a courtroom or, or a courthouse. You know, to me, I'm not that passionate about Britney Spears' independence, you know, like there, somebody else might be. There, there are enough people who are that passionate that you can easily have a group of people out there every day and not have the same people one day to the next. What yeah. still gets me is every single time I go to the Demore Center, the building next to it is obviously an abortion clinic. And there is a single man who stands out in front of that building with a sign. Yep. And I swear he has been there since I was first diagnosed nine years ago. Oh, I think Every single day. I think since the very day they opened it. Yeah. Yeah, out there. He's been down there. Oh yeah, and I remember that uh, grand opening and ribbon cutting. They had. Um, <laughs> no, don't think he was the guy with the scissors. I mean, it wasn't really a ribbon cutting. It was more of an umbilical type of. Yeah, uh, no, they didn't, uh, um, they didn't do that. But yeah, no, he's out there. But you know, but he's an older guy. He probably yeah. has nothing but time in his hands. But and still, and can I mean, commit to that. I'm, I was a young guy for you know seven years of uh, being a police uh, reserve police officer. I, I couldn't stand those five, six-hour road construction jobs. I, I can't even commit to a health club membership. No. These guys no. are out there you know, protesting for a, a woman who's nearly 40 years old to have mm-hmm. some sort of financial independence in her life. Yeah, while they uh, are probably making minimum wage or unemployment. Well, at the very least, because some of them don't appear to be working. No. That's, well, that's why they can be out there. They could be third shifters. But- if uh, you're looking for an attorney, I'd keep your eyes on these five people that were in and out of that courtroom the other day. Oh, yeah. Because they, they're pretty sharp. They clearly know the law a little bit better than some other people in that courthouse. They might even open up their own uh, practice together. It's 622 with Bax and O'Brien of Rock 102. Hey, guys, this is Dean Rowan, co founder, co owner of 626 with Bax and O'Brien of Rock 102. You know, I can see people who uh, are desperate for information going to the media and uh, trying to get someone out there to hear them or see them and uh, provide something for them. But 
you know, there's there's ways of doing it. ABC News showed a video last night. Gabby Petito's parents, and I believe it may have been uh, the boyfriend's parents as well. There were two sets of adults on the set of the Dr. Phil show, uh, of a taping of the Dr. Phil show. And I know that one set of those adults were Gabby Petito's parents. And, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, this isn't really, this is not a, this is not a standing before the cameras in front of the house pleading for the boyfriend to turn himself in or, you know, or give us information or please let us know where our daughter is or, you know, any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. They're doing a Dr. Phil show. And I was like, man, I just, I don't know. I no. mean, you know, I, uh, it's, it's, uh, how do you tell a family experiencing loss, which nationally syndicated talk show to go to? I wouldn't go to any syndicated talk show. You go to the live news outlets and, and, and do it that way. You know, I wouldn't go on Dr. Phil or Maury or uh, Jerry Springer or even Oprah Winfrey. Oh, I would consider Oprah. After everything is over and, and, uh, you know, and Oprah's looking for that, that first interview with the people closest to it, but not during, you know, they're, they're still looking for, and, and honestly, I don't know if that was the boyfriend's parents. If that was the boyfriend's parents, it's even worse. It turns out, by the way, her or his sister, the sister of, uh, of, uh, laundry, the laundry kid, what's his first name? Brian, I think. I think so. Um, she's not convinced that her parents aren't involved in this not Ooh. the death but probably the hiding that's that's gonna make the holidays a little oh, tense thanksgiving's right around the corner man yeah, what do you do with that one i'm seeing empty seats at that table <laughs> i'm seeing a lot of cold food over <laughs> yeah, there yeah. and a lot of cold stairs let's laugh tell me tell me what's fun it's Bax and o'brien's joke of the day well it's nice to find a fellow with a keen sense of humor on Rock 102. Joke of Day brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Get three years complimentary maintenance at Gary Rome Hyundai, Whiting Farms Road in Holyoke, and that's no joke. Oh, my God. That is hilarious. Springfield's Classic Rock. Yeah, I've been doing this for a very long time. Yes, I know. <clears throat> and every once in a while, I stumble across a website, and I go, oh, my God, how did I not see this before? These are some of the best jokes ever. And, and, and some of them are, you know, very short ones, so I tell multiple ones of them. For instance, why don't oysters donate to charity? I don't know. Why don't oysters donate to charity? Because they're shellfish. <laughs> what did the shellfish. custodian say when he jumped out of a closet? I don't know. What did the custodian say when he jumped out of the closet? Supplies! Supplies. Yeah, that yeah, 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 yeah. see that a mile away. Wh- which knight invented King Arthur's round table? I don't know. What knight invented King Arthur's round table? Circumference. Yeah. <laughs> it's a round table. <laughs> and uh, and uh, how can you find Will Smith in the snow? I don't know. How can you find Will Smith in the snow? You follow the Fresh Prince. Footprints. <laughs> <laughs> fresh Prince of Footprints. Yes, yes, of course. I don't know where this site has been all my life. Booyah! Bax and O'Brien. On Rock 102. Springfield. 633 with Bax and O'Brien on Rock 102. It's time for news. Brought to you by the Dowd Insurance Agency's insurance savings with local service. Dowd.com. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. 
Thanks, Bex. Uh, Tuesday morning around 8.40, the Coleraine Fire Department received multiple reports of an unknown chemical spill on Main Road in the town. Main Road? Main Ooh. Road. That's the road that runs right through the center of town. Yeah. From one end to the other. Yeah, of all the roads that are in Coleraine, that's the main one. I don't know. I think they only have uh, six roads, and they're all named after the New England states. There's Main Road, New Hampshire Road, no, no, no. Connecticut it's, Road, Massachusetts no, Road, and Vermont no, Road. No, no, Main no. Road, M A I N. Do you no know e. that for certain? Yes, I know that for. He's a got fact. the story right in front of him. I've well, been to yeah. Coleraine. I've <laughs> been on Main Road before. There's, it's not named after the state. Where, By the way, where's the story from? Twenty-two. Yeah. So for all we know, it could be Main M A N E. Yeah. yeah. Actually, if you've ever driven through Coleraine, you probably know it. It's the one that's paved. Well, partly. Actually, I'm sorry. This story is from Coleraine, Montana. Oh! oh I'm, geez, kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. According to the statement from the Coleraine Fire Department, which took that one guy time to put the fire out and write a press release. Gus. The uh, chemical was determined to be a non-toxic polymer that spilled out of a dumpster from a nearby mill facility. A polymer? A polymer. Hmm. Uh, while small, the spill made its way to the center of Main Road. After uh, contacting and working with Mass DEP, Mass DOT, and the facility representatives, crews worked to cover and absorb the spill with sand and other drying materials. Like a sponge. Yes. The dried substance was then cleaned up with a street sweeper. Do we know what kind of polymer we're dealing with here? Uh, the bad kind. Well, are there good polymers? Well, I mean, they're... Well, there's, there's toxic and non-toxic. Yeah. Ah, I see. I mean, there, there are some you wouldn't want to... You wouldn't want to touch with your bare hands, and there mm. are some you probably need a stick to push. What's a polymer? Well, it's there are three uh, basic classes of polymers, Steve. So the thermoplastics, the uh, theromesets, and the yeah. elastomers. You have uh, no idea what you're talking about. He's here. reading off the internet. That's no, I'm not. I kind of figured. Well, then you're making it up. No, I'm not making it up at all. You don't know polymer. I know my way around a polymer, okay? You don't know a polymer from a polyp. Stop it. <laughs> I can tell you this. Due to their broad spectrum of properties, both synthetic and natural, uh, yeah. natural polymers play essential and ubiquitous roles in everyday life. You don't even know what that means. I don't have to, but Wikipedia is helping me out. Well, if it's on the internet, it must be true. Well, if Wikipedia, it's on 22, it must be true. Well, Wikipedia never lies. A uh, man from Ludlow was arrested after a search warrant was conducted at his home on Monday morning, according to a news release from the Ludlow Police, 29-year-old Isaiah a, L. Polk. A news release from the Ludlow Police? Let's all shop at the duty-free shop. I'm a poet, and I didn't even know it. Isaiah L. Polk was arrested in his Laconia Street home in Ludlow. The arrest came after a narcotics investigation led to a search warrant being issued. Police seized more than $194,000 in cash. Look at the, you see the picture? Yeah. A large, Holy crap. A large amount of cannabis and an illegally possessed firearm. For a small little town, <laughs> uh, this, this Ludlow Berg certainly has its share. This is like the town that everyone, all the criminals hide out in. Well, it's, uh, it's easy access to a highway. So you're not too far from 91 if you have to get on the bike. Shigabee's even better. Mm. Yeah, but uh, Ludlow seems to be uh, becoming the armpit of Western Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. Oh, wait, now wait a minute now. That's that's a little harsh. There's a lot of nice things in Ludlow. Have you been to Festa? Uh, yes. Yeah, huh? The photo provided to the press shows three large food storage bags and four smaller bags containing marijuana. But the way they have the, uh, the money splayed out on the table. Woo! Man. Somebody's rolling in D's and got a good-ass job. Do you think so? Mm-hmm. 
Anyway, uh, Polka's being held at the uh, the jail. Yeah, the Ludlow uh, Jail. Yeah. He didn't have very far to go. Well, <laughs> what do they send him across the street to get there? That's the whole thing. You know, for all the for all the criminals that are obviously <laughs> hiding out in Ludlow, they only have to uh, basically get an Uber to take him to jail. Ludlow's the place to be, though. If you're going to be in jail, you got. Uh, you got Randall's Farms close by. You can go get some, uh, you know, after you get out, you get some delicious donuts. Oh, yeah. And uh, then you can go make a, maybe a stuff a scarecrow class that they have on Saturdays. I would strongly suggest <laughs> the bacon hash at Evan's Egg House. Another they, great place in Ludlow. They have a stuff a scarecrow class, do they, Steve? Yeah, have you ever heard of the commercial? Uh, I, I, I have not heard of the it's, recent uh, one, K- no. Karen Randall uh, talking about how they have classes on how to do the uh, how the to scare- stuff a how scarecrow. To stuff a scarecrow. Hmm. So yeah, you they're, can they're, tell somebody to go stuff it. Yeah, they. I think they provide like the uh, the clothes. They're like donated clothes and all oh. the straw, and you you put them in the in like the pants and the shirt, and you tie it all together, and boom, you got yourself a uh, scarecrow. I'm offering classes, by the way, on how to gratify yourself with a jack o' lantern. Oh, can yeah. I come? Yeah, and by the way, the O stands for <laughs> eventually. The o stands for off. Oh, off. Is <laughs> it? Oh, I yeah. see. You missed my joke. Uh, I no, I caught it. I, I was it. in the middle of mine. Uh, And yet only one of them could be funny at once. And it was mine. No, they could both both be funny. No, yours wasn't funny. No, mine was pretty funny. Mine wasn't that funny because the delivery was destroyed. I'm here to pull you out of the bowels of comedy hell and bring you up to laughs. Uh, That's what my job is here to do. (laughs) (laughs) Law enforcement agencies, including the Mass State Police Air Wing, searched for a uh, suspect near the Muller Bridge in Holyoke Tuesday night. They used the whole plane? No. Just the wing? Just the wing. The mm. air wing. Yeah. Captain Moriarty of the Holyoke Police said that uh, officers were on the bridge searching for a domestic violence suspect. At least 10 police cruisers searched the area for the suspect whose identity was not released. The search continued to be uh, still active at 9 p.m. Tuesday, and uh, nobody ever really uh, checked to see uh, what was going on there. So we don't know any other details. What are you talking about? 22 had a, had a camera crew out there. Yeah. And guess what we saw? We saw the air wing. Just one of them. We think it was the left one. (laughs) Uh, The state's highest court has rejected an appeal by the man convicted of killing a Wolverham native, Amy Lord, back in 2013. The Massachusetts Supreme Judicial Court upheld the first-degree murder conviction of Edward Almany. He had appealed his conviction, arguing that his attorney was ineffective, but the SJC ruled against him. Almany kidnapped and killed the 24-year-old Lord in July of 2013 when she was living in South Boston. He forced her to drive her own SUV to several ATMs and withdraw money before he killed her. Uh, He has been sentenced to life in prison. Yeah, you see, it's not that your lawyer was ineffective. It's because you were guilty. It's all that evidence that proved that you were not innocent. You don't blame it on the lawyer just because the prosecution and the investigators have determined Mm. through the evidence and the uh, investigation that you are, in fact, the killer. You know, a lot of people don't realize this. When there's a lot of evidence stacked against you, mm. it almost makes impossible impossible to prove that you were framed. Which you don't then put on your lawyer. Right. But this is just what somebody who has nothing to do but to appeal the case. Sometimes. You know what I mean? Sometimes. Like if, you, uh, yeah. if you got nothing going on, you want to keep yourself busy in prison, hey, let's just appeal this case, see if I can get another good trial. Well, did you say it was first-degree murder? Yes. So first-degree murder gets an automatic appeal, but, um, you know, based on the first trial. But, uh, you know, if you also think, well, my lawyer was, uh, 
you know, hey, you get what you pay for. My guess is this was probably a public defender. Uh, probably, and he probably doesn't have any money. He's probably looking for another public defender. Yeah, to yeah, but they don't go after the first public <laughs> they, defender. But they don't tell you in the Miranda rights that if you cannot afford an attorney, an inadequate attorney will be. Will well, they be say one provided will be provided for you. For you. Yeah, yes. but they don't say yeah. one that will barely give you the defense that you deserve. Well, that's why we used to actually say a specific attorney would be assigned to your case based on your inability to pay. <laughs> But, uh, we're, but we're not mentioning him by no, name anymore? No, I, I, no not I see. Uh, Hamden's long nightmare is over. Yeah, I, I left the police department years ago. I know. After this is years, their second worst nightmare. After, after years of debate, a settlement has been finally reached regarding the Thornton W. Burgess Middle School in Hamden, the Hamden and Wolverham Select Boards, and the Regional School District Boards and the uh, School Committee all met Tuesday night to officially pass the lawsuit settlement. The Thornton W. Burgess Middle School will officially close. The Green Meadow School in Hamden will not be used as a K-8. through So they're going to have two big empty school buildings? Well, I'm sure one will be raised for extra room for a golf course. Um possibly <laughs> or yeah. or mowed down to fulfill another obligation for that golf course yeah well you know a big practice range or a or a par three uh, something like that sure you know uh now moving forward the two towns will work together to come up with a permanent long-term plan for students in the hamden wilbraham school district i don't know what you can do with that other little elementary school but uh yeah well it's not uh, in the best location. Now they can move on to fighting that whole uh, uh, self-storage problem they got over there, too, which is another big story. Self-storage? Yeah, there's, a, there's, there's two proposals for, a self, for self-storage units in Hamden, um, and the, the town folk are not happy about it. You're the town folk. I'm among the town folk. I actually mm. been to a couple of town meetings, and it seems, uh, how shall I put this, shifty. Where, where, do, uh, where do they want to put them? You know, okay, so you know. Let what me guess: ha- one on Allen Street, and one on Main Street. No, Summers Road. Uh, e- all right. So the corner of Porter Road, huh? Porter Road. No, I'm just the corner of what? No, Porter I'm just Road. Off roads. Summer Summers Road and East Long Meadow Road behind, like Polish National Bank. Be it's uh, across the street from the uh, Hamden House. Okay, and uh, right. there's a lot of hoo-ha about uh, this whole thing. In fact, we may at some point get somebody on the show to talk about it because it, it is a real sloppy bunch of business. And where's the other one? They're both talking about uh, that area. Oh, oh, I see. Well, you, they want to put a they want to put a storage facility in. Two of them, not just one, but two, because you know all five thousand people of Hamden have a lot of stuff wait, to wait. put in storage facilities. Two places want to put in a storage facility. Nope. Or they both want to coexist in the town. Yes. That's crazy. It is crazy, and it's you know it's that's a that's a bizarre intersection to begin with. Never mind adding a uh, you know more traffic uh, to it to, for having people like store their stuff. I don't think you're going to add traffic just because a storage facility is there's, there. There's a lot of other considerations that are seemingly being overlooked. Uh, this sounds like a bunch of people who thought they could live uh, quiet in the rural area are not living so quiet anymore. And they're like, no, God, don't put a storage facility in our town. Listen, God there's forbid. signs all over town. There's pitch, pitchforks and torches 
uh, going to all these town meetings. It's getting kind of ugly over there. Well, and it's been one continuance after another. In fact, even members of the planning board have resigned as a result of all of these shenanigans. That's probably just as well. But yeah, they, um, they need fresh blood in there, right? Exactly. Well, they got um, it. The uh, the thing with these uh, storage facilities is many times people worry about them because sometimes they're, they're uh, at the very least they're heated. They're not necessarily air conditioned. Um, and homeless people can sometimes get one and yeah. stay in it. And the other thing is they become almost, some of them can become repair garages where people fix cars. And uh, that's, that's not the issue uh, in Hamden. Mm. The issue for Hamden is where they sit, where it affects people's wells, um, the, uh, the blacktop surface, and the solar panels that uh, aren't, that would violate uh, ordinances in town. And there's a lot of other questions as well, like you know, who's involved in this, who's got what, who's scratching who's back. It's a pretty deep story. A deep, deep story. Yeah, there's as there's, deep as a storage container. Ooh, I like what you did there, Jim. Yeah. Uh, a guy in North Carolina was driving with his five kids on Sunday when there was a wreck up ahead, so he immediately stopped to help. One of the uh, people involved in the crash was a woman named Markle Hancox. She, uh... Please. Yeah. With an S? H-A-N-C-O-X. Oh, C-O-X. Hancox. Okay. Right. Uh, she's multi-talented. Yes. And, uh, when she and saw, ambidextrous. When she saw him jump out to help, she returned the favor by stealing his SUV with his five kids inside. Oh, man. Now, no, no, no. now wait a second. Uh, that's like a... Uh, you know, supposed to be funny. Oh, she did him a favor by jumping... He, She did do him a favor. You took five kids. Thank you. I don't have any more. Thank anymore. you. The she, gas card's in the compart- glove compartment. She uh, drove less than a mile before pulling over in the parking lot of a hotel because she's like, I ain't getting no five kids. Yeah, she just realized she had five kids in the car. Then she took off on foot, but police caught up with her nearby. All five kids are okay. They were pretty freaked out, uh, but none of them were hurt. They Mark- say the ages? No, it doesn't say yeah. how old they are. Uh, Markle is facing uh, charges for leaving the scene of an accident, larceny of a motor vehicle, and five counts of second-degree kidnapping. Oof. See, that's the bad thing about having the five kids in there. Now you got five counts of kidnapping. I didn't even know he had kids. I didn't know he was married. <laughs> I don't really have to be. <laughs> I, always, uh, I always wonder that people broke down on the side of the road. Yeah. Like, if they're just waiting to rob somebody. Who stops to help them? Yeah. I I don't think you see that too often. I don't know. I, no, uh, but it, it does happen. I drove by uh, some lady yesterday who was, uh, like, stalled out. Mm. And I'm like, I wonder if she's one of those, like, axe murderer. How did, how did, well, probably. How, how did you know she was stalled out? Well, because, uh, she, well, I don't know if she was stalled out, but she had the uh, the hazards on. Yeah, but you see, this is this is the thing now with these uh, with these hands-free laws. There's all kinds of people now pulling to the side of the road to text and, and putting their flashers on. No. I mean, the police have got to be very confused as to who do I stop for? If I keep stopping for every car pulled on the side of the road with the flashers on, I'm never going to get my job done. I'm never going to get my donuts. Yeah, but that's uh, it's like shooting fish in a barrel. You don't even need to do your job. You just pull. You just go right behind the car that's already pulled over. Yeah, I gotta keep getting out. And are you okay? Yes, I'm just making a call, officer. But Steve, he did mention the important part of the donuts. Yeah. Sometimes I see uh, cops like sitting there doing the speed trap thing, uh-huh. and I know people are going faster. But if it's like raining, 
They ain't getting that. Like well, they're not getting. They're not stopping people for five or ten miles an hour over the speed. No, line. but you can tell people are uh, are whizzing by. Uh, oh yeah, these guys. Yeah. And he's like, I'm not. I'm not getting out of the car. Yeah. Well, at least they're slowing traffic down. True. Like hey, on a uh, rainy day, you're telling me a cop's gonna pull me over and stand outside in the rain? I never did. No. Why would you? No. Yeah. And the cop's not gonna say, "Hey, do you mind if I sit in the car with you while I give you this ticket?" Or to get or out of the rain. Pull out an umbrella. While he's there leaning in your window. Exactly. I have to say, the uh, the speed signs now, the, the, the radar signs that have the emoji of the smiley face on them yeah. really do help slow down traffic. The, especially the ones, have you seen the ones where when you're speeding, it's a frown face? Yes. That's yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. And this yeah. one, but if you're going the speed limit or under, it smiles at you. See, but if I'm driving the speed limit, I'm frowning because I'm probably going to be late. But if I'm going fast, I know I'm going to get there on time, I'll be smiling. Let's see how fast we can take this thing up. I told you, I try to, I try to get it to change from slow down to too fast. Yeah, <laughs> to tilt. Isn't there like a? Isn't there a tilt? Isn't there really a tilt? Uh, no. Thing well, on yeah. It? Doesn't it's, it like two, dash? Two dashes. Yeah. 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 That's what I want to get it up to. Is the two dashes? The. Uh, <laughs> Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be uh, sunny with a high of 72. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 74. It's 52 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Rock 102's Pro Picks Pool is... And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As you know, I could talk about last night's thrilling American League wildcard game all day long. In fact, I probably will. But the truth is, despite beating the New York Yankees in a thrilling one-game playoff, thereby propelling the Red Sox into the American League Divisional Series at Tampa, I cannot help but point out that while losing to the Red Sox by a score of 6-2 must be terribly painful for all you devoted Yankee fans, there are other games still left to play. Not for the Yankees, of course, but there are certain games that could eventually be relevant to the victorious wildcard-winning Boston Red Sox who crushed the Yankees last night at Fenway. First, the Red Sox will begin their best-of-five divisional series against Tampa on Thursday night. Tampa, of course, will have the home field advantage, but let's say that the Red Sox, who appear to be a team of destiny, get past the Rays and win that series. They will then face the winner of the White Sox-Houston series when that series is over. Now, if the Red Sox beat the Rays and then beat either the White Sox or the Astros, then they will be going back to the World Series where they will face either the Brewers, the Braves, the Giants, the Cardinals, or Dodgers. Now, that's not really my concern right now. My main concern is talking about all this momentum that was handed to us by the Yankees' abysmal level of play and applying it to the Tampa series first. Now, I should point out, that the Rays are the best team in the American League by a long shot. But I should also point out that up until the Red Sox were losing nearly every game they played after the All-Star break, it was the Red Sox who had the best record in the American League. But of course, that was before it all went into the crapper and they fell eight games out of first place. And yet, this is a team that managed to win 92 games this season, not counting last night's wildcard game. So is it a foregone conclusion that the Red Sox are about to get blown out this week by Tampa? It's hard to tell. I'm just glad we're able to step all over the Yankees first before we find out what happens next. Because at the very least, at least we beat the Yankees when it mattered the most. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. 
you don't wait for spring. You go to Rockies now, you get yourself the Scott's Winter Guard Turf Builder because it's on sale all month long. You put that stuff in your lawn now, it does its magic, and next summer, you got beautiful grass all over the place. Scott's Turf Builder on sale now at your neighborhood Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Two Springfield's Classic Rock at 7-Eleven and Led Zeppelin on a Rock 102. I don't know if that was so good, but uh, the weather is going to be for a couple of days, a few days actually, uh, partly cloudy today, a uh, high of 71. Tomorrow the same, but going up to 74. It's uh, 56 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, if, if you haven't uh, figured this out by now in, in society, uh, in the 21st century with uh, technology being what it is, you, you have no excuse. Um, there are cameras virtually everywhere. True. And there are people who are unaware of cameras and people who are aware of cameras, and yet they still do stupid things. I uh, I saw the video yesterday of uh, of Oscar Meyer, the, the Jacksonville. Ur- Ur- Urban Meyer. Huh? Oscar Meyer is the one with the meat. No, Oscar is the one who lives in the city. He's the Urban Meyer. No, no. Urban Meyer is the head coach of the... 0-4 Jacksonville well, Jaguars. I don't know what any of this is about then. Uh, I saw the video. First of all, I didn't realize, because I thought it was just, it sounded like maybe he went to a strip club and it was a lap dance. No. No. He owns the restaurant. He, It's his place. It's got his name on it. Um, and he was seated at the bar with some friends facing away from the bar and there was a, a young lady who clearly uh, probably recognized him and uh, was flirting <clears throat> and at one point, you know, kind of shaking her ass in front of him. Right. I don't know if there was actually any contact prior well, to him touching her butt. Yeah, I, I, that I, there was contact, I believe, between her butt and his... Uh, groinal area, groinal frontal, his uh, Oscar tr- Meyer wiener, his trouser area, mm. and uh, then the other camera angle is him uh, grabbing ass. Ah, and and, and a good and a good deal. It's, it's not like one of these inadvertent. I swipe my hand and right. accidentally touch your buttocks. This is well, go, this is like going in, like uh, say, like a like. Like a like a, a piece of a construction equipment. Yeah, yeah, you know, would be like digging into the ground to buying, pull up the earth. You're buying produce and you're you're holding it, you're touching it, you're squeezing it, you're you're, you're making sure that it's ripe. Exactly that kind of thing. Yes, uh, like and, you would a butternut squash. And clearly, uh, in this age of consent, this was clearly a consensual act. That's not the issue here. The issue is whether or not. He should have done that, whether it was appropriate, and whether or not it would be okay if they were 4-0. I think that would have made things a lot different. There's a lot of things going on here, and the least of which is the fact that his team had just lost their fourth uh, game this season, their 19th in a row. But he's only been coached for the four, right? He's only been coached for this this season. Yeah. But the the issue – there's a couple issues, the first of which is – yeah, you know, they were playing in Cincinnati, and they he took a detour, didn't travel with the team to go to Columbus mm-hmm. to his restaurant. Uh-huh. Now, there's a lot of people would say, if your team just lost a humiliating defeat like the Jaguars did, 
Why is he not on the plane traveling back home to Jacksonville with the remainder of his team? Maybe he had signed up for a shift bartending that night. No, he went to go visit his grandkids, and then moments after that happened, then he's getting uh, grinded upon by this young lady. Now, the, it's it's inappropriate for a lot of reasons. One, he's a married guy and has been for years. And then two... He's married to suburban Meyer. Mrs. Meyer. Mm. And, uh, you, you know, it just... It, people are wondering, hey, where's your commitment to the team? If this is what you're doing just hours after losing a very tough loss to the Bengals. And the team uh, is wondering... Hey, did we make a mistake hiring this guy? And when my understanding is when he apologized to his players, um, they were laughing in his face. Laughing with him in his face or no, at him in his face? At him in his face. Because there's a certain expectation that head coaches have, especially in the NFL, any, any sport really, that their players are going to be mindful of where they're at when they're out in public and who they are associating with and their actions when they're out in public. I mean, actually, the NFL hires consultants that do that kind of work to, t- to tell a player, you know, what your expectation should be, how to act, how not to act, how to deal with your money, how to deal with retirement. They have infrastructure. These guys are hammered on this information all the time. But their head coach, who has now lost four in a row, isn't living up to the same expectation. And there's a lot of people saying maybe he's just not an NFL-style head coach. Maybe he's better coaching college where he could be grabbing ass all over the place. Well, you're allowed to do that when you're a college coach? Actually, no. Now that Uh, I think about uh, it, the answer to that uh, is definitely no. We talked about having all these experts to help you, you know, with your financial stuff and this stuff and that stuff. Do they have an ass grabbing ass grabbing expert? No, they don't. What they yeah, have is maybe people, the NFL needs to hire one. They really don't. What they have is someone that will specifically say, "Don't do something stupid in public, especially when people have cell phones." Yeah, at multiple different angles. And those are the people who are not thinking about the cameras that they don't know about. Then there are the people who know about the cameras and still do stupid things. There are uh, two news anchors. I got this through uh, the Drudge Report, but then it actually goes to another website. Um, Two news anchors in Arkansas who have been suspended for wearing Afro wigs on the air as a joke. Now, Hmm. understand the reason why. Um, There had been a heat wave uh, in the 90s for uh, some time. It it finally broke in mid-September. Okay. And the temperatures were going to have highs in the 70s. So because of this return to the 70s, the anchor and the weatherman wore afros. That makes it a little bit different, but I'm not sure it makes it okay. I don't think it makes it any different, and I don't think it makes it okay. There are loads of other horrible hairstyles to choose from from the 70s. Well, maybe they they, they uh, didn't know that. Well, they didn't do their homework. I uh, mean, if you put a guy with like a like a like a like a false mullet with big mutton chop sideburns that would have been enough for me to say I don't think this guy's uh, dealing with 2021 here these uh, these two guys were pleased with their wordplay in the segment 
Uh, and they even highlighted it in their now deleted social media posts yeah. as well. However, viewers were shocked, and one reached out uh, to complain. Uh, when she didn't get a response, she went up the corporate ladder and contacted the vice president of Sinclair Broadcast Group, and then they came along and suspended these guys. The swift action includes suspending them from work indefinitely. They fired the news director. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Uh, and, and he held that position for a long time. Well, is it the news director's idea? I don't know. That's what I, that's, you know, it doesn't say this. Uh, the two, the two anchors have worked at the station for over 20 years. And it just says that the, uh, the news director held his position for a long time, but didn't say how many the staff reportedly had just undergone a six week long racial sensitivity training. Okay. That <laughs> makes it a little bit stupider too. Oh my six week long. Six, oh my. And they still did it. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, okay. It began when a black news anchor was hired and someone left a stereotypical mammy doll figurine on their desk. Well, that explains the six weeks of, uh, of training. And now they will undergo further training for sensitivity and workplace conduct in line with our commitment to ensuring events like this don't happen again. Riddle me until uh, the next time. Right. Riddle me this. Don't you think that uh, in this day and age, when you have uh, you know local news anchors struggling to make ends meet, I mean it ain't like it used to be, but nevertheless, um, that they should really focus on news as opposed well, to yucking it up on the set again this was the we- this was the weatherman and the anchor and those two no matter what market you're in are always kind of a little bit lighthearted and this is little rock arkansas yeah no, that's I a get major it. market sure they're making big bucks i just i'm just you know for me for my money i don't watch local news to watch the anchor and the weather guy Yuck it up. Are you I kidding mean, me? I you don't. haven't seen Don Shipman and uh, and Brian Lapis. For Christ's sake, they should be a comedy team out there on the stages. Well, listen, uh, I'll be the first to tell you, Lapis has got a tremendous sense of humor. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know Shipman worth a damn, but, but with Lapis. straight man. Lapis is hilarious. Yeah, but, it's, it's like Burns and Schreiber. But he, uh, Shipman is Burns and uh, Lapis is Schreiber. Sure, but, you know, even Brian... Uh, as goofy as he may be and may seem, even he knows the limits of what he can get away with. He doesn't do any of his prop comedy. He doesn't do any of his insult humor. He just does weather jokes and he moves on. By the way, you that's ki- it. You kids out there listening, wondering about the uh, old man reference I just made a few minutes ago, who only remember Avery Schreiber as a as a. Uh, a man for Doritos. Um, <laughs> you're, you're not. You're not helping <laughs> to contemporize that reference at all. You don't think so? No, I don't. Huh? I don't even you think don't they. Think re- so? I don't think they remember the Doritos commercials. You don't think so? No, I huh? think. I think you. No, uh, no, no, no. See, I'm trying to lead you into a Burns and Schreiber act here, <laughs> which the youngsters today simply would not understand. You, you know don't what I mean? They would. You nope, nope. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh, see, now we're messing up the lines <laughs> because we needed to have a Burns and Schreiber rehearsal. Yeah, because we haven't had to do that in almost 50 years. And 25 probably since the pitch man for the Doritos. <laughs> yes, probably longer than 25, <laughs> probably more like 35. <laughs> I love them old references. It's 723 with Bax and O'Brien. After the show is over, you can find it on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify. 
Also check out Baxi's musical podcast. My guest this week, Rick Wakeman of Yes. He's coming to the Academy of Music on the 15th of October, and you can hear that interview on BaxnoBrian.com. I don't want to jinx nothing, but uh, 22 News long-range forecast shows no rain until Sunday, and then it's just referred to as a spot shower. So, yeah, which, fingers crossed. Which, which spot? Uh, they're not saying at this yeah, point. I'm going to need soon. to know some specifics. There's uh, t- two wild stories uh, in Southern California that the Today Show is covering, one of which you know, is a disaster. I mean, it's a it's an oil spill uh, that now they're reporting. It happened on... Um, Well, it happened overnight Friday into Saturday. And apparently what happened was that an alarm went off at 2.30 in the morning on Saturday of of some kind of a break, I guess, in the pipeline. And it was four hours before anybody turned off the oil. And and now they're also saying that they kind of think maybe they were seeing some oil slicks before the alarm went off on Friday night. But the Coast Guard, you know, the Coast Guard's getting a little bit of blame here. But they say, you know, it's kind of hard to see oil on the ocean in the dark. Mm-hmm. But um, and then the other story very close by is you've got hundreds and hundreds of freight ships that are sitting offshore waiting to dock and be unloaded. The the cargo ships Uh and, and they got it's Tom uh, Tom Costello uh, uh, from NBC News is on a boat and he's out there and it's it's all you can see ships and ships of uh, cargo just waiting there just waiting to be uh, put into into port or whatever it is they call it there and unloaded but they don't have they're not be able they're not able to work fast enough so the problem then becomes supply issues and. Uh, most likely will lead into the holiday shopping season. Oh, terrific. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah I've seen a couple of stories where people are saying, do your Christmas shopping now. Right. Because it's only going to get crazy yeah. towards all these, uh, December. All these ships sitting there loaded with cargo. Which Pretty you, wild. Yeah, which means you know, not only do, do, do your gifts to all the people become late, mm. but the gifts for you yeah. are late as well. That's why I don't do that whole gift-giving thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I only do it for like a handful of people. Other than that, uh, I'm pretty sure that uh, my, uh, you know, when I'm giving away money to the kids, you know, that's usually on time. The uh, They haven't made a connection necessarily, although they are saying now that they do believe the pipeline may have been breached by a ship's anchor, but they're not necessarily saying it was one of these cargo ships. But that's yeah. that's supposedly how... How it happened? You drop the anchor, and uh, boom, it hits the pipeline. We got news coming up next on Rock 102. September means fall in New England. Football, pumpkin spice flavored foods, and golf. We have one heck of a great fall golf deal happening now at rock102.com. Ten rounds of... 7.35 at Baxton O'Brien at Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. This month, Yankee Home is offering... A free down payment coupon valued at $1,400. Call today and mention Rock 102 for this special October offer. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Max. The Holyoke Board of Health imposed an indoor mask mandate effective today, beginning at 12.01 a.m. So it's been in effect for 7 hours and 35 minutes. 12.01? Mm-hmm. Man, if you were out there at midnight without a mask, for that one minute you were safe. 
citing the rise of the COVID-19 Delta variant. Regardless of vaccination status, anyone two years and older must wear a mask in public indoor spaces. However, exceptions apply for persons with underlying health conditions or safety issues, which means everybody will be complaining, hey, I have an underlying health condition. I can't put a mask on. Nah, look, there's still a lot of people out there that are smart enough and nice enough to, to put the mask on. And um, I, I think the problem really is the inconsistency yeah. of all these different towns. You go from one town that does have a mask mandate to a town right over the border that doesn't mm-hmm. have one, and then, uh, then you're screwed. Yeah, well, the, the numbers are different from one town to the next. And, and overall, they're going down. I mean, they are pointing out that the summer surge does seem to be over, not just because the calendar has changed to fall. The numbers of people being hospitalized are actually dropping, uh, except, as I mentioned yesterday, in Alaska. But, you know, I, uh, I, I, I try to keep a mask with me, maybe like in my pocket. I mean, I wear it all the time. I kind of like, uh, you know, because, you know, I, who can remember from town to town which one's got the mandate and which one doesn't? Well, I don't need a mandate to determine whether I'm going to wear the mask. No, you don't, because you're you're yeah. you're compromised on mm. so many different levels. But for the, for those of us who don't necessarily have the same side of uh, the same kind of uh, compromised immunities, um, you know, you you have it with you, and you kind of say, okay, well, do I need it here or do I not need it here? The masks for me are becoming like uh, dollar bills when you do laundry. Mm-hmm. Um, I I basically put a mask in everything I wear frequently. There's one in my jacket. There's one in my jeans. There's one in my uh, sweats. There's one on my bike. And invariably, any of the clothes go into the washing machine and I forget to take the mask out. And then uh, they work their way out of the pockets in the wash. Yeah. And uh, my, my washer is basically covered with five or six no use unusable masks. What about your bra and thong? Do you hide one in there? Too? Those I, I, I hand wash. They're delicate, oh, Steve. Yeah. And <laughs> And they never go in the dryer because yeah. that'll uh, ruin them. They're delicates and unmentionable. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Hey, a Romanian man has admitted his role in an ATM skimming operation which affected residents of Massachusetts, including some locally. The U.S. Attorney's Office says 26-year-old Dragas Hornea, uh, I believe he has a brother called Miso Hornea. Oh, I see what you're Is doing there. Yes. Dragas and Miso? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, was part of an operation which stole debit card numbers from unsuspecting bank, cumber- unsuspecting bank customers in a number of states, Massachusetts included, the two of those skimming devices were allegedly placed in ATMs in Waitley and Amherst. Lose money greatly in Waitley. That's right. Sentencing is scheduled for <laughs> early next year. Uh, Massachusetts certainly doesn't seem strapped for cash these days. The State Department of Revenue reports that the Commonwealth collected over $3.9 uh, billion in tax revenue in September, over a half a billion more than projected, and $848 million more from the same period last year. Well, what are we going to do with all that money now? It's a good question. Give what it is, away. What does that mean? That they they collected more, that more people paid their taxes? Is that what they're saying? Where do they get the extra money from? If the tax rate is the tax rate, then how could you wind up with more money than you should? Or more people are working? Maybe. And they can tax them that way? I never understood this whole uh, I, 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 I don't listen, where are idiots. Let's talk about the real problems, uh, like in the town of Holland, who announced uh, winter parking restrictions yesterday. 
that will go into effect starting November 1st. On street parking? Uh, yes. Yeah. On road on, parking. On the street parking? The uh, parking ban will remain in effect until March 31st of next year. While a specific list of affected roads was not released, the statement issued by the Town of Holland does say that the ban applies to all ways, then stipulates all roads that fall under the definition of a, quote, way. Will the 34 people that live in Holland uh, follow along? On this uh, ruling? I sure hope so, because those who violate the parking ban will be subject to penalties ranging from a fine to towing at owner's requ- at the owner's request. This includes a three-way drive, uh, both-way uh, <laughs> avenue, I believe it is. But what's that town that has uh, A Street and B Street? What is yeah, it? Turner's, Turner's Falls. Turner's yeah. Falls. <laughs> yeah. They only get to, like, D. Yeah, that's it. Well, that's you know it. about your streets, right? Your street sizes? Well, yeah. I know about the street sizes. A, you got your yeah. A, your yeah. B, C. I'm familiar with the sizes. Your D, that's, that's, that's the biggest. biggest. Federal agents had raided, have raided the offices of a New York City police union uh, whose leader has clashed with city officials over his incendiary tweets and hardline tactics. They also raided the Long Island home of Sergeant's uh, Benevolent Association President Ed Mullins on Monday. The union sent a statement to members that Mullins resigned Tuesday night to avoid uh, hampering the union's operations. Messages seeking the comment were left in the uh, were left with the union to Mullins. Mullins is amid uh, uh, department disciplinary proceedings for tweeting NYPD paperwork last year regarding the arrest of Mayor Bill de Blasio's daughter during protests over George Floyd. Somebody got themselves in some trouble. Yeah. Well, hmm. Hmm. Yeah. what do you mean, huh? I mean, it's uh, meaningless. It doesn't mean anything to me. Well, I mean, uh, there's something going on. Yeah, but it's not our problem. What do we care about the New York City Police Union's Sergeant's uh, Union? Well, Got to be something else closer to home well, you to wanna, worry about. Like the Amherst Town Manager, Paul Bachelman, seeking members for new Community Safety and Social Justice Committee? Well, what? Now, well, now you're talking, Steve. There's a story we can all get uh, get our teeth into. I didn't know anything about that. You didn't? <laughs> no. Well, how did you not know? Because nobody was telling me. They were well, telling me. They are wasting my time telling me stories about... <laughs> Police unions in New York City. Well, it's the one of the biggest police departments in the country. Uh, don't confront me. Sort of... Okay, well, fine. Amherst Town Manager Paul Bockelman is seeking members to serve on a new committee to advance equity, inclusion, and community safety in the town. What took him so long? I don't know, but this man is a true patriot. Yes. Good God. <laughs> I've been waiting for this for years. The committee sa- Community Safety and Social Justice Committee will have seven voting members. Uh, two initial appointments have uh, to have been members of the Community Safety Working Group, which seeks alternative ways of providing public safety. It's a little, it's a little tongue-twisting to have the words community and committee in the same uh, title. Well, the community committee with the clapper clappers. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Did you have the copper clappers at the community committee? No, I I, I tried not to. Uh, you don't want to do the bit now? Nah, no, nah, we only know that the copper clapper part. And the other parts we've forgotten about. So kind of like our Avery Shriver uh, yeah, references. Yeah, although that did uh, that that'll carry. Uh, <laughs> how about the post offices will be closed on Monday to celebrate Indigenous People Day? Yeah, no duh. They are they are that day every year. You know, it won't be closed on Indigenous Peoples Day. What? The Bax and O'Brien show won't be closed on that day. Yeah, what is that all about? I don't know. I mean, you know, we got uh, Memorial Day off. We got Labor Day off. We're not getting this day off. Fourth of July off. We have Martin Luther King Day off now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, I'm a little 
I'm a little turned off, to be quite honest with you. I don't think we have any indigenous employees. Is that what qualifies us to um... think that? <laughs> Never mind. Um, I, I'm, I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, and to me, it makes sense that we would uh, have the day off. I mean, you know, indigenous people died because of the impressive imperialism during you know, the age of exploration. Why can't we enjoy a day off? Yeah, we, we should. We should. Uh, we should. Uh, what do you call it there? Um, when people get together and demand something. Protest. protest. Yeah, well, protest, but, uh, you know, uh, demand it or, you know, uh, uh, walk out. I got walk. some index cards here. We can put some, like, uh, slogans on and use them as protest signs. Yeah, we can do that. I mean, they're small, but, I mean, I, I think they'd speak a thousand, you know, very loudly. So, you know, if uh, if I may uh, try to fill some news time here with, with news um, and a correction, too. I said earlier about um, Gabby Petito's parents being on dr phil and yes. I, I said there were two sets of adults and i couldn't believe it would possibly be the laundry parents it's not it was gabby petito's mother and father and stepmother and father those were hmm. the those were the four adults and um the father one of them whether it was the father or the stepfather uh texted the father of brian laundry once they realized that uh, he was back and she was missing, the parents didn't even respond. What? Didn't even reply to the text. Hmm. Oh, that's maybe they didn't. Maybe it was the phone was on vibrate. Uh, I don't. Uh, I don't know about that. Um, but you know, and the father said, father or stepfather said, you know, your child is missing, and uh, you're contacting the parents of the other party of the two that were together. You expect a response. There's something very weird about that kid's parents. Now they're now they're also changing the whole timeline. They're saying that uh, uh, you know, shortly after you saw that video of the Utah police dealing with uh, Brian and and Gabby in a domestic kind of thing, he supposedly flew home from Utah and then flew back again out there to meet up with her. Um, so now they're not exactly sure of the, you know, the date of death or, or stuff like that. But yeah. again, the, even Brian Laundry's sister, and, but I, I don't know if there's a another brother named Matt. Matt I don't know. Matt Laundry sounds like the the laundry is really stacking up though. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. So then when they, uh, you know, they read his name in that last name form, right? His report card, Matt. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I'm really glad that's what part of the fo story you focused on. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm focusing on all of it. The sister says she doesn't know if her parents are involved. She's not saying, I don't believe my parents have nothing to do with this. She's saying, I don't know. Well, seems she's folded up in the laundry. <laughs> Sounds like she's just folding, trying to protect herself laundry. is what she's doing. Yeah, probably. But oh, wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, if you're not even being talked about, maybe that's it. Maybe because she's being ignored. If one of my sisters did something, I'd throw him right under the bus. Sure you would. Why oh, wouldn't you? Got to uh, protect yourself. I'd yeah. wait for I'd wait for a, a, a reward. No, no, I wouldn't even do that. It's just, uh, that's just spite turning in. Hey, look at all that crap they put me through all these years. She's behind the barn. Right Go there. Right yeah. there behind the barn. <laughs> She's right over there. A 46-year-old woman in the U.K. named Claire Vickers recently broke into a water park with her friend, 44-year-old Barry Douglas. It was around 2 in the morning, and they were both drunk. No way. They got in by crawling under a fence, and once they were in, they made their way to a set of water slides, but the water wasn't on. 
So they splashed some down one of the slides to make it slick. It was a big yellow slide. That's a straight shot. You know, the one you can go really fast on. Right. And they splash some water down it. Well, if you have water nearby, you could just pour it down the slide. Yeah. Or if you're really drunk. You could pee on it. Exactly. Ah, it's yeah. a big yellow slide. Yeah. Uh, hey, there's always vomit, too. That could be pretty slippery. But unfortunately, it was dark, and they were too drunk to realize that at the end of the slide, it was blocked off. Oh. They both went down and hit a barrier at Ooh. the bottom that shattered their ankles. Ooh. Claire ah. broke one, and Barry, bro- bro- uh, Barry broke, both. broke both of them. Damn. Uh, yeah. Neither of them it's a good could- thing they didn't go down head first. That's true. They would have been dead. Yeah. Neither of them could walk, and no one was around, so they had to bang on the slide for two hours until someone heard them. Then it took another hour to get help. This all happened in August, but we're just hearing about it now. Claire spent two and a half weeks in the hospital, and they're both still in wheelchairs recovering. The good news is the water park decided not to press charges. Seemed like such a good to- a good idea, too. We figured you suffered enough. Yeah. Your stupidity is your punishment. Uh, but if you feel bad for them, you won't after this. They want to sue the park for not having a security guard or better fencing to prevent them from breaking <laughs> in. Yeah. Yeah. There should have been somebody to stop our stupidity. Yeah, welcome to the uh, world of uh, <clears throat> litigation. Right? Well, and I'm sure it was some lawyer who uh, heard the story and, you know, went to the hospital and said, hey, here's my card. You know, you could sue the park. Oh, okay. Well, we'll do that once we can put our shoes back on. John Hammond's in England? <laughs> You're a Pioneer Valley Forecast. <laughs> when you, when you, yeah, when you break your ankles falling down, he'll pick you up. Yeah, that's right. Uh, You're Pioneer Valley Forecast. He's part of the slide community. <laughs> He's been riding slides for years. <laughs> yeah, he's been always riding those slides. <laughs> I see him at Six Flags all the time. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today uh, brought to you by Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee. Mostly sunny with a high of 72. Tomorrow, mostly sunny with a high of 74. It's 54 right now in downtown Springfield. Next time you're at the beverage cooler, look for the black and white can. It's Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee, and it's velvety smooth and never bitter because Fogbuster is air-roasted. That's your Fogbuster forecast and the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Freedom Credit Union has always been about connection. Today, we offer 11 area branches connecting the communities that you call home. When you join us, we put you first, connecting you with everything you can find at a big bank and more. Rates, services, and conveniences to help you plan your day and build your life. So let's connect. Become a member today. Freedom Credit Union. Freedom is yours. Freedom Credit Union is federally insured by NCUA. Shares and deposits in excess of NCUA limits are fully insured by MSIC. Equal housing lender. Cadence Inc., a medical device manufacturer in Suffield, Connecticut, is high. 50,000 in Venice, which is virtually an island. And uh, the population now is 50,000. And many of the residents are very upset about it. The idea that they have to take a boat to go somewhere to buy things because it has become, it had become this tourist mecca filled with shops that uh, people, the tourists, would come to. I also heard that one of the problems over there is that everybody was blind. Yes, there are many Venetians that are blind. Yeah, Venetian. I've seen them all over the place. Um, The other problem is that most of these people are day trippers, and they don't spend a lot of money. They don't stay in hotels. They litter a lot. So what the uh, city leaders have decided is they are using hundreds of surveillance cameras to monitor visitors, prevent crowding. Next summer, they're planning to install long-debated gates at key entry points, making people book ahead and pay a fee to enter. 
And if there's too many people on any one day or any one place, they'll shut it down and people will be turned away. The, uh, the other idea is that there will be software that tracks everybody, everybody in, say, a square. They will track their speed and trajectory, and city officials will examine phone data gathered from everyone in Venice that day. They'll collect the people's age, sex, country of origin, Mm -hmm. and prior location. That is a little bit scary. You don't think they're doing that now? No, they're here? not. That's why the story the story was just written uh, the other day. No, I'm talking about like here. No. Well, uh, I mean, you, you've got all these companies that are able to, uh, to geo-track what you do for marketing purposes. Uh, you know, every phone is a GPS uh, you, you know, uh, implement. I mean, everyone knows what you're doing. Yeah, but they don't use it. And, and another thing they're going to do is they're going to have surge pricing. Like I said, they'll probably charge you a fee to come into Venice that fee will change based on high traffic days. That's certainly not anything I can think of that we're doing over here uh, on a municipal level. It may be happening on a private level for some companies or things like that. But yeah. but the cities and towns don't prevent tour. You don't see it at Cape Cod. You don't see it at Sturbridge Village. You don't see it at Disney World. Um, not yet. Well, maybe, but nevertheless. I'm pretty sure if Disney could figure out a, a way to extract a few hundred dollars from every other person coming in there they'd figure out a way and of course it raises ethical questions because phone users probably have no idea that a city can buy its data the uh, they add that while cities have bought phone location data to monitor crowds at specific events they were unaware previously of massive constant use to monitor tourists uh yeah that's a that is a very big brother kind of thing. It's a big brother thing, but like I said, you know, they're kind of doing that now in, in in certain ways. I mean, you are your everything you do, everywhere you go, every conversation that you have is somehow being tracked. Every breath you take, every move you make, every cake you bake. I don't know about that. I don't know, but I was thinking mm-hmm. about cake. But nevertheless, I mean, what they're talking about in in Venice is is extreme. I mean, you know, to, to pay to get into town. What, what do you think this is? A tollway? Yeah, it is. It um, will be. I mean, to me, it's just like you know, we've all kind of given up a certain level of our privacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we that's just expected. I mean, there's cameras everywhere. Everyone's got a phone. Every uh, every marketing opportunity gets right into your phone or your emails or your social media. I mean, you're being tracked. You're being followed. I mean. Who, for every person that thinks that uh, the vaccinations are the things of putting microchips into your body, your Please. phone's already doing that job for it. Yeah, and it's not even doing anything to stop COVID. No, of course not. Uh, yeah, the uh, to try to speed up the mayor's initiative, the first models of the gates were delivered recently to the control room. Uh, but the it, it's just, uh, the, you know, some people obviously say it's very invasive. I mean, I, I've never been there, so I don't know how... People get in and out. If they're, you know, obviously, if they're talking about gates, there are there are only a finite number of places to enter the city from, or, or rather, the state, uh, the country, uh, the territory, whatever, whatever it is. Um, you know, there's obviously only certain places to get in. And they also said they're getting tired of all the all the tourists asking them where uh, uh, St. Peter's Basilica is. 
It's like, yeah, that's in Rome. Yeah, you're miles dumbass. away from that. Yeah. That, that yeah. That's like you know coming to Springfield and saying, could you tell me how to get to the Statue of Liberty? Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, that's, you know, what are you talking about? Just take the highway and go south. I could tell you how to get to the King, uh, King what's his name, statue? King Philip. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah. Is, that, is that the one that said, uh, bring me your tired, you're hungry, you're, uh, no, no, that's the one that said, hey, come to Forest Park and see the bright nights. <laughs> Which, by the way, are up. Of course. <laughs> the lights, I saw them yesterday for the first time on, the, on near the Route 5 entrance. And I don't know whether that means, you know, because that's the end as you drive through. I don't know if they erect it in the order of which you would drive through it. Um, or maybe they're I, working both ends to the middle. I really don't know how they do it. Yeah. And that's a that's a good question. I'm sure Judy's got the answer oh, to it. Of course she does. But yeah, no, this is the this is the time that they put it up every year. I know, I know. I know it seems early, but if you know, yeah. you wait much longer, then I mean you it's like the night before, the day of. Mm-hmm. You gotta you gotta do this in advance. You know, speaking of holidays, um and, and Halloween just around the corner, they just did another story. They've been doing these constantly, and, and and I'm sorry. I'm just not going back to it. They've been doing these stories about this uh, Squid Games uh, series on Netflix, which is becoming the biggest original programming show ever on Netflix. And um, I, I, watched, uh, I watched several ep- episodes of it. It's a nine-episode series. The uh, premise being, I told you, there's uh, people who are uh, in debt, and they are lured voluntarily, but no lured nevertheless, right. to play in this series of games at an unlo- unknown to them location where they are overseen by uh, guards that are wearing costumes, and even the players are all wearing numbered green uh, sweat outfits. There's a sweat jacket. Sweatpants and uh, I believe it's just a T-shirt. Those are now the b- two biggest Halloween costumes. Hmm. The, the either the guards or the pr- the players. Yeah, uh, I wasn't I wasn't going to dress up like that this year. Nah, well I wouldn't be able to play the guard because the guard has uh, a headpiece. There, there's a. Um, the, the, their whole face is covered, and then they're wearing a hooded uh, a hooded outfit on top of that. Gotcha. I couldn't wear that, but they do have uh, the popular numbers of the players in the game. There were 456 players. That last guy, number 456, was one of the main characters, as was the old man who played 001, and then there were a number of other numbers in mm. between those two that were popular, and yeah, I'm looking at uh, about $55 or so for these costumes on uh, on eBay. Yeah, I don't uh, I don't know about that. I think I'm I, th- I think I'm all set. I, don't know. I, I, I do mean, like the contestant outfit, the sweats. Yeah, Just but, not something something comfortable to lay around the house in. To see but, but if I'm going to get into a, a costume and and I may have to because I think we're doing the uh the Halloween party this year. Mm. Um I may need to get into a co- I like to be in something that people automatically no. I don't want to have to explain what I'm wearing. Dude, this is about to become the most watched show on Netflix. Yeah, but I mean... And all other networks are covering the story. Yeah, but every time I've gone into this uh, Halloween party, it's nothing but Hulu subscribers. Oh, yeah, okay. And it's like, we don't even have Netflix. Now, this is is going to be recognized by everyone 
including people who've never seen the show yeah. or others who have turned it off because they got too bored with it. <laughs> like you. I didn't get bored with it. I just got, I, it's not, you know, there's not going to be any Oscars or Emmys or whatever for any of the actors in the show. It's all dubbed and it's dubbed in many different languages because it's being showed in many different countries. It's a Korean movie. And, um, it, that's a big thing now. You, you had, uh, speaking of Oscars, you had that movie Parasite, which was a Korean movie. Right. And you've got those uh, K-cup K kids. Well, you know. some a K pop. K pop. Yeah, right. Uh, K cups. K that's right. They're very caffeinated. <laughs> yes, they really are. They're all jangly and stuff. <laughs> and they all, all play, nervous. They play <laughs> the Keurig Auditorium. Yes. Uh, and they're, and uh, ironically, very regular as yes, well. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, uh, I mean, listen, it, just because a, a movie or a TV show is made, uh, out of town doesn't mean it can't be great. <sighs> I mean, yeah. There's a number of things though that, that, um, make this unwatchable for me. I got a limit to how much I want to read a movie on screen. Yeah. You know, like it's not, it's, it's dubbed in English. I know it's, I know this is dubbed yeah. in English. I'm just talking about, you know, some shows that are not mm -hmm. where they're maybe speaking, uh, French. Yeah. I, you know, I don't want to follow a French film if I got to read it. Well, it's funny because when the today show did the story, they showed the Korean version with the subtitles, but they also showed a second of it with the American interpretation spoken by voice actors, right. which obviously means, you know, like a lot of those kinds of movies, there's no lip syncing uh, between the character and the voice, the voice work. Well, you know, there are sometimes I'll put on the uh, the subtitles on a show simply because the actors are too busy whispering and I can't yeah. hear it. Where yeah. it w and it's just it's just better to have the 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 captioning on so I can at least follow what's going on. Yeah, that's not bad. It's eight twenty two on Rock one hundred two. If there's one thing Noonan Energy has learned over decades of trusted service, it's this. People want their seasonal comfort. And if you're the one who can keep their summers cool and winters warm, well, Hero hardly cuts it. Are you a home comfort hero who wants to work for a fifth-generation family-owned business? Then explore current openings at NoonanEnergy.com. You just might be one of us. Noonan Energy. Driving comfort. Delivering more. Noonan Energy. There are two kinds of compact tractors in this world, a real John Deere and the rest of the pack. So run over to United Ag and Turf where you can get a John Deere for a lot less than you think. Our Patriot package is a 1023E with a loader for $168 per month. The Homesteader is a 3025E with a loader for just $229 per month. That's power, performance, and price that only United can deliver. So visit unitedagandturf.com and let's get to work for less. Offer ends 1029-2021. Some restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Train travel is on the rise. It's hassle-free, comfortable, scenic, safe, and good for you. The Valley Flyer offers this and more on daily trains to New Haven and New York City. From Greenfield, Northampton, and Holyoke, the Valley Flyer is making stops for New York Pizza and New Haven Abitz. For parks, rivers, and rail trails. For carousels, concerts, and creameries. And for cider making, pie baking, and pick taking. For schedules and tickets, visit Amtrak.com slash Valley Flyer. You matter to your family, to your neighbors, to us. We're Health New England, here to simplify Medicare with plans that cover you at home and when you travel. Let's add up your savings today with a free Medicare plan checkup. Don't let another year go by without getting the local plan you deserve. Call 1-855-599-0461 to make sure you're getting the most from Medicare. 
Health New England, where you matter. The McDonald's breakfast is too good to speak deal. Sounds a lot like... Mm. <laughs> that. And who wants to chit-chat in the morning when you have McDonald's to eat anyway? Get a sausage McMuffin, sausage burrito, or any size premium roast hot coffee, any two, for $2. Or get a sausage McMuffin with egg, two for $4. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Price and participation may vary. Single item at regular price. Cannot be combined with combo meal. It's uh, 824 with Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. Son of a gun. What'd you do? Oh, I, 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 for, for one second, I forgot what I wanted to talk about. Now I just remembered. So I'm having these vision issues. I really only have one good eye. The other, the other is... Uh, it's that brown one, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, uh, the other one, uh, I was born with uh, a bad vision in the other eye, so it's, it's pretty much almost a write-off. But it, on, the, on the good eye, for the last couple of weeks, I, I've been getting these... Um, it started out with, like, if I looked at a tabletop, it would look like there were... Or, or, or a computer screen. It would look like there were bugs moving around on it bugs if i looked in the sky it would look like there were birds all over the place birds these little tiny spots and there's not a lot of them it's probably five or six of them uh each time i would look and that was several days ago yesterday it started to become think about this moment for a second and and you'll be able to relate you know when you go to the eye doctor and you have an eye exam? Yeah. And they're trying to decide which lens to give you? Yeah. And they're running that, is it number one or number two? Yeah. Number one or number two? That split second between one and two where it goes blurry? Yeah. That's what I'm seeing uh, whenever I move my eye. If I move my eye like from the right, looking to my right to looking to my left, mm. I see that that like that moment between the one and the two that the optometrist is switching lenses for. You uh, been dropping the blotter acid? Uh, I wish. Well, you mean taking it or just dropping? Well, it? I don't. I you know, I mean, dropping it is kind of like a you know a way of describing of yeah. taking it. Yes. Not 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 enough. Yeah, apparently. You, you doing the uh, the funny mushrooms? No, no. I wish I was th- doing that too. You on the crack pipe? No, not not yet. You big meth head? Uh, I'm off that now. You doing big giant rails of coke just, that might be uh, laced with something? Been there, done that. I'm just uh, uh, I'm just wondering what would uh, cause that. I know it's weird. Yeah, it's weird that it went from first of all that it was anything, and would then th- it changed from one thing to another. Would you uh, Would you describe these as hallucinations? No. No, they're uh, they're there. Just interruptions well, in not, vision. They're interruptions in vision. The the bugs, birds thing. Mm. That's kind of almost like that that uh, thing that you get in your eyes. Vision. What was that? Uh, that a squiggly line. Yeah, squiggly lines. That thing. Yeah, it's you, almost kind of like that. Now, uh, bugs and birds. Are you sure this isn't some sort of? Uh, Alcoholic no. detoxification no. type of problem. Detox? No, I haven't stopped. Well, I know. I'm just, um, I'm just saying. You know, for some people, you know, when they stop, they, yeah. they see the bugs up their arms and I'll, they get all, they get all whacked out. I'll let you know. All but, right, uh, but Good. yeah, I just. So should we? So should we carry on with this intervention or, I, or, or cancel it? I don't. I don't. Uh, it's not so much an intervention as it is a, a, a strange issue, and it's not. 
it's not all the time. Like when I wake up in the morning or mm. when I wake up from my nap, it's not there. Mm. It's like it takes some eye usage in order for it to begin. Well, it's very curious. It, it uh, is it very does, curious. It does sound like some sort of uh, mental deficiency. And, some... I'm, and I'm hoping maybe somebody out there might go, oh, my God, I got the same thing, and I went to a doctor, and here's what they told me. And then I saved like 60 bucks. Why don't you cut out the middle, man, and just go straight to a doctor? You hear the part where I just said I saved 60 bucks? Yeah, but sometimes you might have to spend the 60 bucks just to figure out yeah, what's going on but, or, and not rely on a listener who yeah, doesn't know. Who has the same symptoms. It's like when I was taking the, those pills for smuckers. Yeah. The dog. Mange, parvo. <laughs> yeah. May cause loss of fur. Right. It's uh, 829, Rock 102. 8 a.m. every Thursday, the Leah Auto Group is proud to present Scott Zolak from the Patriots broadcast booth as he breaks down all things Patriots with Bax and O'Brien. Is- open house. 833 with Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. It's time for news. Brought to you by the North Atlantic States Carpenters Union. It's time to build. To learn more, visit nasrcc.org. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Traffic alert. Road hug. Uh, out in Westfield today, uh, traffic is down to one lane eastbound and westbound on Route 20 between Little River Road and Union Street and East Main Street for paving. And that's going to be happening until 5 p.m. today. Until 5 p.m.? Yeah. Man. Which, uh, luckily, that road is not a very busy road at all. Uh, well, the 20. band plays there, though. No, I don't believe the Little River Band has played there in years. Oh, uh, yes. I don't know about that. Not not, not, not the same place. I think what you're doing is reminiscing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what you're doing. Well, lady, let's move on with another... Uh... <laughs> hey. Uh... Tuesday morning, around 8.40, the Colerain Fire Department received reports of an unknown chemical spill on Main Road in Colerain. According to a statement from the Colerain Fire Department, or firefighter, fireman, the chemical was determined to be non-toxic polymer that spilled out of a dumpster from a nearby mill facility. While small, the spill made its way to the center of Main Road. But it was cleaned up with a hanky. Well, uh, hay. I think they throw hay down on it. No, it's not even that big. It was not even that big. They like used uh, they used like a uh, one half of the the bounty sheet. And what's the deal with that, by the way? Can uh, you even buy bounty anymore in full sheets? Yeah, bounty. I I, uh, I don't know if it's bounty actually. I think you can get paper towels in full size sheets. You, you can. Know, some, sometimes I don't. Uh, I don't need a, a full size sheet. Yeah, but it's almost like they've assumed that no one does, and well, so all of them now are half sheets. So why don't you just take two half sheets and you got a hole? Because I don't give a sheet. Well, you should give a sheet uh, because it's I had helping. To t- you. I had to take a sheet. The other day, just right. to clean up everything. Suppose you spill a bunch of shinola all over the place. I, I never deal with shinola; only polymers. You should. Uh, what, do you stock up like a big time on the on the toilet paper and the paper I, towels? I buy. Yeah, I buy it from uh, Amazon and by the case. Oh man, you're wasting. You're just throwing your money down the toilet. You got to go to a place like Costco or BJ's to get your uh, toilet paper uh, yeah. products. Mm, no, I, it's a single person <laughs> with a warehouse membership doesn't. I've tried that before. It's not worth it. Well, Never had paper listen, there's only two people in my house, and let me tell you, we go through our share. Yeah, I crunched the numbers. It's not going to work. 
Um, yeah, I think I think you'd be saving uh, quite a bit of money if you'd bought it in bulk. No, I wouldn't, because I would be throwing away not necessarily the paper towels or the toilet paper, but uh, everything you buy there is in bulk, and I would be throwing away most things, particularly uh, uh, per- perishables. Any perishables? I don't need six hundred chicken wings. Well, well, it's I'm, not about the chicken wings. It's about buying the non-perishable items, like the, like uh, every everyday items: paper towels, toilet paper, napkins. How well, much I, do you normally spend a year on napkins? Seventy-two hundred dollars. Well, I just did the books the other day. Right. Well, you probably spend a whole lot less if you were buying your napkins in bulk. Yeah. But I. But you're talking about the cost of the item. What about the cost of the membership? Well, it, you know, again, depending on how you, uh, what kind of membership you get, sometimes you may get a cash back uh, reward, which basically fulfills the financial obligation of the membership. You mean replenishes it? Yeah, that too. Or you can just ask somebody with a card, and they can pick up the toilet paper yeah. and uh, yeah. paper yeah, towels for that. you. Like I, like I had your uh, Netflix uh, password that time. That one time that you yeah. used for five years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then I cut you off. Yeah, oh, yeah. And then I you remember. had to find some other schlub to, to get your Netflix account from. I know what you did. I uh, I pay for one service, and I uh, piggyback off the other ones. That's oh, what do? I'm talking about. Those are life hacks I do. Good for yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, I save on, uh, on water at my house uh, by not doing dishes. I just uh, I buy paper <laughs> products and then just throw them away. I don't know if that's really cost-effective, considering there's three people in the house. It's not about cost-effective. It's about work-effectiveness. I see. Yes. How much work are you willing to put in to wash dishes Uh, every night? There is an expense to that kind of work. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is an expense to it. Well, because you also have to buy dish soap, right? Sponges. Yeah. Some sort of... uh, Yeah. You put it in in a dishwasher. There's some level of detergent that has to be put in there as well. It's very costly. Actually, you know what I bought, uh, which is awesome, is Dawn Power Wash. It's oh, like it's a, it's, spray? It's like a spray. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. had that. Spray I've had that for a while. It. You spray it on the dishes yep. and you let it sit there for a couple of minutes. A couple of days. A couple of days. Especially those those plates and pots and pans have been sitting on the counter for a couple of days where it gets all yeah. dry and crusty. That's what I mean. They, yeah. Those yeah. need a couple of days to sit in the dawn. Yeah, well, I... Uh, I did that, and uh, my dishwashing experience has improved uh, 86%. Wow. What about your shower time? How, how much time you spend in the shower? Uh, four minutes. That's kooky talk. What do you mean that's kooky talk? <laughs> that's the line. I had to, uh, I have to put, like, uh, restrictions on how long the water gets run in my house. You I'm do? telling you, that's one of the reasons I didn't become a parent. Well, uh, preteen kids uh, seem to take showers that last more than... Anybody should be in a shower for mm-hmm. right, right. Uh, mm-hmm. forty-five minutes. That's the forty-five a, minutes. That's a big no-no. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, I'm surprised uh, we don't run out of hot water faster. A while back, when my my kids were uh, you know had regular visitation, mm-hmm. um, uh, one of my kids would take a shower every time she was over the house. They let them do that at the jail they visited you at? No, oh. at my house. Ah. And uh, and I was like, yeah, that's... Again, they let you do that at the jail that they were visiting you yeah, at? Yeah, no, no. <laughs> but but she, would, she, for whatever reason, really liked the shower and uh, took wanted to be squeaky clean. Must have been the, the, the cleanest kid in her entire high school. Yeah, well, you know... Um... But I wasn't sitting there with, the, with my ledger counting every dime <laughs> that was being spent. Well, you should. 
Yeah, but I don't have that kind of time or patience. I'm trying to I'm trying to find the uh, the episode where he is trying to cut down on his shower time. Is it? Oh, is that where it he wasn't? Uh, it wasn't it ten minutes he spent uh, in the shower. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't <laughs> That's remember. where he was kooky. Talk. He washed the salad pieces to it too, right? In the, yes. Uh, in the yeah, shower. When he, he installed the uh, he installed a uh, garbage disposal yeah. in the shower drain. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because uh, Putty talked him through it. Yeah. What a great show. Oh, yeah. Oh, it certainly is. Hey, and it's on no, Netflix it's, now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. About time. If you're not watching that Korean thing. Yeah, you know, the uh, the Squid Game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, talk about being frugal. My dad used to write on the bottom of the shaving cream can the date that he bought it. Really? So, yeah. Was he the only one using it? Oh, he had uh, he had uh, three uh, three daughters. He had three daughters and uh, and two sons. How many? Who, how? What kind of beards did your daughter? Do- did his daughters have? Well, it was about shaving their legs. That's uh, what they used to do with it. Uh, and then uh, he'd bitch and moan about how many people are using his uh, his precious uh, barbasol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ninety nine yeah. cent can of <laughs> <Yeah>. barbasol. <laughs> Who's using all the goddamn shaving cream? Yeah. I just bought this last month. It says, says so on the right bottom here. of the can. Five eight seventy three. Right, right. Barbasol. What a what a nineteen seventies thing to buy. Yeah. You, so man. a Barbasol and a Burns and Schreiber reference yeah. in the same show. All we need now is some Brill cream, yeah. and I think we got the whole seventies covered. We have, uh, we still have. Uh, well, up until the, the house got cleaned out, we still had bottles of Old Spice. Oh man, like yeah. it's shaped in like a, a ship bottle. I had, a, I heard, a, <laughs> I heard somebody the other day whose phone uh, chime was that uh, the whistle. From the old spice. <laughs> was it that? that no, yeah. no. That? It was uh I can't I can't recreate it now. It was something like that. Yeah. Um, I don't know why we're resorting to whistling. I know. What has the show become? I know. Remember the last time there was a whistler yeah. in that room? Yeah, whistler. Remember yeah. that, Steve? The what? The whistler. Oh, the the show, the whistler? No, the person in the room. I just said the last time there was a whistler in that room. Oh, that whistle. Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, that was uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, especially when you called him out, too. <laughs> that was even the, on the air. I mean, the, the thing about working with you for all these years, of all the people, of all the uncomfortable situations you have put me in, <laughs> calling somebody else out. There was somebody here in the studio years ago, and the guy did the interview, and then he turns to you after the interview, and he goes... I get the feeling uh, that you don't like me. And then you said, I'll tell you why I don't like it. And you proceeded to tell him why you didn't like him. And I'm just sitting there going, the bathrooms are at the top of the stairs. I wonder if I can make it that far. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm, uh, as people like to tell me, I'm uh, I'm Larry David. Uh, no, no. Larry David is playing part of a character. This is uh, no, the real life you. I think that's a real life him. A uh, third parent of a slain Sandy Hook child has won a defamation case against U.S. conspiracy theorist Alex Jones, who called the deadly 2012 shooting at the elementary school fake. Neil Heslin will join two other parents, Scarlett Lewis and Lenny Ponzer, who won separate defamation cases against Mr. Jones last week and having his case heard by a jury to determine damages. Yeah, and here's what, here's what that weasel, uh, the reason they're winning these cases, I believe I read somewhere, is by default. Because he doesn't respond 
or doesn't show up. He'll because, use his show to say all kinds of things about people right. and presumably back it up with his evidence. Well, you can't, but when he has to bring it to court, oh, uh, he doesn't show up then. Well, you can't let anybody uh, know well, guy's got a that show you're to do. fake. Well, then do you – I mean, I don't know that he's paid any of these judgments yet, but he's certainly on the hook for them. Yeah, he faces a slew of legal cases by several parents of the victims. While he has acknowledged the shooting in court documents, he says he has the right to be wrong under the First Amendment. After the default judgment last week, Mr. Jones and his attorney, Nick Pattis, said in a statement that the First Amendment was crucified. Uh, you have the right to be wrong, but you don't have the right to intentionally misrepresent things. True. Ruling in favor of Mr. Heslin, Travis County District Court Judge uh, Maya Guerrera Gamble wrote, In reaching this decision, this court has considered lesser remedies and determined that they would be inadequate in light of the history of Mr. Jones's conduct in this court. <laughs> An escalating series of judicial ad admonishments, monetary penalties, and non-dispositive uh, sanctions have all been effect ineffective in deterring the abuse. Well, good. I hope he, uh, hope he gets all of it taken away well but that's the problem is, is um you know who who enforces a civil court judgment i'm not sure how that works i, I mean you know if you sue a hospital or you sue uh, an insurance company they usually pay out pretty quickly don't they when, once the judgment is handed down that, unless they well, appeal they appeal do they uh, always uh, appeal though i think so I, I seriously doubt any insurance company or hospital is just going to fork over a settlement Without spending more money appealing it. Well, uh, how? F well, I, I don't want to get personally, but mm. uh, generically speaking, mm -hmm. uh, if you were to be involved in some sort of insurance claim, yeah, um, uh, how fast would do you think that would have put up after the court case was over? Oh, long time, months, months worth. See, that's I don't. Yeah, I don't understand who does enforce that. That I is know. a good question. I only had to listen to Alex Jones like for thirty seconds before I said, "Is this guy for real? Is this is he is he about to come unglued right before me?" Well, the problem only... is, Max. Uh, this is all a big conspiracy, and uh, Bill Gates is controlling your mind to think otherwise. Yeah, and not only a reality, but uh, and also why it should be easier to get these these damages. The guy makes millions and millions of dollars a year. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's the people, the quacks who listen to this guy, who believe in this guy, are buying these supplements that he sells. And he's making millions and millions of dollars. Maybe Not that's... as much as he was before no. YouTube threw him off. But, um, yeah, I mean, the guy's got money. Maybe those supplements are special pills laced with something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> mind. The ones that make you stupid enough to listen to his show. Right, right. they're stupid pills. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be mostly sunny with a high of 72. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 73. It is 55 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Stop having the same old, same old every day for lunch and stop by 7Bs out in West. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 853 in Lenny Kravitz on Rock 102. Mix of sun and clouds today and tomorrow. Today going up to 71. Tomorrow, 74. It is uh, 58 right now in downtown Springfield. According to its uh, website, the Wicked and Pink motorcycle run is four days, three hours, and five minutes away. <laughs> and in the studio <laughs> to talk about it is uh, is Bob Kane. And to my to-do list up until that moment is insane. That, that's uh, The Wicked and Pink motorcycle run, this is our ninth annual. 
Uh, we've been doing it since 2013. It all kicks off on Sunday at the Polish American Club in Agawam. We yep. have uh, registration starts at 10, kickstands up at noon, and then we got our after party with live music uh, from Night Moves. Uh, that kicks off at 1 o'clock. So it's all starts and finishes at the Polish Club oh, on Route 57 in Agawam. That's usually a huge turnout. Uh, at this, I think, is one of the one of the bigger runs of Western Mass area. Yeah. Uh, I know back in 2019, because we didn't do anything last year, uh, we actually had about 1,200 people that showed up really? uh, for dinner. And, and, it's, and it's cool, well, for dinner, because you can also just go to the dinner. But um, it's it's cool to watch the bikes come out, uh, unless you're a, an impatient person who got stuck in the traffic line and has to wait. <laughs> but to watch how long it takes for all the bikes to come out of that I- initial parking lot is pretty wild. And then, you know, when you're in one, and I've only been doing this for, you know, like seven years, it, it's when there are places that you can either look back or look forward and get a really good view of how long it is. They're, they're pretty impressive. Well, I know that uh, the 2019 one, we had 750 riders on the ride itself. Mm. Uh, and then wow. everyone else was at the after party. So uh, just to give everybody a, a little reminder about uh, Wicked and Pink and what it is, give us a, a little overview of it. Well, this started in 2013. It was to uh, help raise funds for the Sister Caritas Cancer Center Patient Services Fund. Uh, this fund that the hospital takes care of helps to alleviate the financial burdens placed on patients when they're first diagnosed. We've uh, we've helped with the rent. We've helped with rides. We've helped with co-pays. Uh, just to kind of get them started uh, as they begin their battle uh, with cancer. Uh, being a survivor myself, I was very fortunate to have a family that was really able to step up and help me financially, uh, and I didn't need that service. But when I found that service, that was an homage to my family to pay it forward and help others in the community that needed that financial help when they first start. Uh, it, it's so much unknown mm-hmm. when you uh, when you start uh, a cancer battle, uh, and and then having the worry of your your financial uh, issues, and just having just a little help. Yeah, is so so great. Saturday's actually a pretty nice forecast. Yeah, good well, day for that. Well, what about Sunday's forecast, John? Yeah, oh, well, is, because that, that would be Sunday. the day that it's actually on. Yeah, yeah. Right. yes. Um, yeah. Uh, well, you, you start riding early if you don't oh, want yes. to. Oh no, not, they're they're talking three four inches of snow. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> good. I'll put the plow in front of the motorcycle. So, yeah. um, as I said, we you know we were expecting over a thousand people for this. Uh, everyone dresses in pink. Uh, it is a sea of motorcycles and pink uh, clothing. It is a sight to see. Uh, we're actually going through three communities uh, for our ride, which is going to be Feeding Hills, Southwick, Westfield, and back through Feeding Hills again. That, so left and right back to the uh, Polish Club. And again, what time does registration start? Registration starts at 10, kickstands up at noon, and the after party uh, with live music. And, of course, uh, Night Moves is at 1 o'clock. It is $25 per person. It does include your meal. And uh, and the website is what again? Uh, wickedandpink.com. Very cool. uh, very easy to remember. Yes. <laughs> Bob Kane, it's good to see you. Best guys, of luck this weekend. Hey, thank you. It's always great to, to come in here and talk about this with you guys. Absolutely. See you, see you Sunday. Only right. four hours, uh, four days, three hours, and one minute away. If you do the right day. If you, you're right. If you, yeah. <laughs> if you do the right day. Right. Off to my to-do list. It's 8.58 <laughs> on Rock 102. Save yourself 